You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, you've been on the podcast once before. I have been here before. You are a repeat guest. That's great. And what's your name? My name's Felicity Ward. That's who that is. And what's your name? I'm Josh. And what do you do, Josh? I play drums for Rivals. And what do you do for Rivals? I manage Rivals. Yes, you do. Yes, I do. And we are at NAMP. This is my longtime friend, Steph. No, you introduce yourself. I'm Stephen Hawks. I've also been on the podcast before. Way back in Way the back day. in the day. With, with Kate Crumman. Yeah, well, twice. Oh yeah, that's this right. is my third time. That's right. So I'm big three, three X. They call me. We are back at NAM 2023, and it is. I was saying this to Joey Sturgis that it's funny to me that it's called NAM. Like not to be like offensive, but you know how Vietnam is called yeah. NAM. Like I, I went through NAM. Yeah, I'm not going to survive this. I love how people always say I'm, I'm at NAM. Like I, yeah, I survived NAM. Some people don't. Some people don't. There were a lot of people that didn't survive NAM. Well, I there mean, is Namthrax. This is this this is this takes survival skills. Yes, it, to get I, through these three days. It is a different kind of survival. <laughs> Very different, but it does take that. My dogs um, are already uh, barking at me. Is this your first name, Josh? My first name in a long time. Okay, so and you grew up in Orange County. I did. Yes. Yes. Um, how how is it compared to back in the day? There's not a lot of drum stuff. Really? Mm. There's not that much. I'm so used to going into that little Hall D drum, drum, drumming hall and just being like bombarded. With really? Like, Wait, it's not overwhelmingly loud? Not like as always? much. So it's last year, louder. No, this is a full drum This is a real story. I went in there last That's year. Right. I just walked in, unassuming, unexpecting of anything, and I started laughing out loud to myself because it was so loud. Oh my God, look that outfit. Yes. This is an audio-based show, so no one will know what I'm is talking it, about. Oh, but yeah. Andy Savage. It's not, but he's dressed just like him. That's amazing. I mean, those boots are killer. Yeah, it is. I love it. Three-piece set. It's just hanging out. That's what you need. Tights are peak. Yeah. Tights are peak. I actually had on my uh, Christmas list to see some guys junk and some floral spandex, so I'm taking care of in advance. Are you still recording? Your thing's off. Oh, you are. Yeah. No, I mean, it's Christmas come early for me, I guess is what I said. Well, that's if you believe in magic, James, and I hope that you do. You believe in magic. Um, how's Rivals going, Josh? What's, what's up with the band? What's next? Uh, Rivals is going great. Uh, we have a new single coming out May 5th. It's called Man Eater. Man Eater? Uh, Man Eater. Did you guys have to clear this with the one and only Hall and Oates? You know what? We're not song titles. There's like 85 I songs know. called Creep. Yeah. That's not how it works, right? No. No. You can just call it whatever you want. You can call it whatever you want. You can't really... But it, yeah. yeah, but it can't be sonically the same song. To, to differentiate it, Maneater is two words. They're, they're uh, type, they're well played. Two words. Man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we were kind of talking about this briefly yesterday, Josh. Uh, the direction... It's still, it's still the band sound, but 
as you described, bigger. You're going for a, an arena rock sound almost. Yes, def definitely, yeah. We like to jump around in our, in our sound in general. We love working with a variety of producers and songwriters. And that's just, we feel like that's how we evolved as, as musicians. Did you guys always collaborate with songwriters? Yeah, 100%. Uh, when we first started out, uh, and this is previous to me being in the band, but our, we were working with John Espy and uh, Aaron, Aaron's last name, unfortunately, but both both producers have done very, very well for themselves. And then when we started doing Sad, we got into working with like Morgoth, uh, Michael Montoya. Mike, yeah. uh, you know, we also started getting into working with. Um, one of the guys from uh, the Slaves, now that they changed the name, I can't remember. But he did Thunderstorms with us, which was a fantastic Rain song. City Drive. Rain City Drive, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then now, uh, we're working with this amazing producer named Dev on his newest stuff. Um, Andrew Bayless, Bayless, yeah, Bayless is stuff. a friend of ours. Yeah. Um, and obviously still Cody Stewart, who is, is fantastic Cody's at awesome. his production, his engineering, and mastering. Cody's dating the singer and rival? Uh, same Cody? Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, at one point, they hated each other. No fact. way! Oh yeah, 100%. well that makes for a good relationship. Like, <laughs> but now they're not. Get that out of the way. Yeah, 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 you put it at the end. Yeah, start. You put it at the beginning. It's, it's more. That's better. Yeah. Uh, the end it goes badly. Oh, that's, yeah. that's just a little. But Cody's amazing. We love him so much. We're such a tight knit family, and, and I think we, we we grow as a family together. And I think going back into the the new single Maneater May Fifth coming out. Um, we pushed ourselves, all of us pushed ourselves in a different way. Um, specifically, Kaylee with bringing out kind of more yeah. gospel vibe, yeah, I would, I would kind of say. Which makes sense with her. 100%. She's a yeah. powerful uh, totally. vocalist, yeah. amazing front person, um, has a lot of power behind her voice and just her energy live. And, and said, my, my bass player, he's doing a lot of vocals on, uh, on stage. And he did some on, on Sad, and now he's doing it. Did he sing on songs in the past? Yes, he did some vocal not a lot, stuff. Right? Not a lot, just a little bit of stuff. I mean, Seb grew up doing, uh, he was a, a screamer in the Orange County bass band originally uh, as well, too. So, weird thing about all of us, we've all kind of been in different bands at one point previous to Rivals and all of us were kind of like the, the main go-getters and then somehow we found each other and yeah, like, okay yeah. we all have the same mindset let's just go for it you know? but you don't, you're not like four arguing type A's no. I mean, we argue all the time. So. Of course you. Well, that's the nature of being in a band. Yeah. It seems like the band name probably should have been something more like collaborators. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, allies I feel allies. I feel a little deceived. Hi, we're outside. Hi, we're yeah. rivals. Is like it implies that you guys are like it's us versus everyone. You're like, nah, it's us oh, with everyone. It is. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, so, 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 what's the plan after that comes out? You're, you're touring with. Yes, yeah. So, um, so the single comes out May fifth, Man, Man Eater. But um, the, our tour that we're going to be going out with is with Set It Off, Scene Queen, Weathers, a couple of other great bands, uh, and that starts May. Scene Queen's crazy. Yes, that's, I am that's excited. That's Nessie Diva. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hopeless, and we're great friends with Hopeless and everyone in that team, and we're so excited to see them live. We've actually been. Um, talking a lot with Scene Queen and their crew, just because we're friends in a lot of ways, and we're just excited to be on the road together. To be yeah, honest, we're excited. To be, it is, it is. Actually, and so it starts May first, I think. How long is that run? Whole month. Whole month. Whole month of May. Are you, uh, awkward question, but I just need to know. Are you guys still in a band? Always. <laughs> band and trailer. 
We just got a new trailer, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, we're getting a new van. Hopefully, we're getting a new van. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It's crazy how a lot much... of van troubles. <laughs> yeah, the, the more. I know. I mean, we're, the average cost of a tour bus these days, it used to be about five grand a month, and that has, or sorry, five, five grand a week keep a tour bus on the road and that has gone up so much more so much so much and even I mean you do the math you need to be like really playing some killer venues packed fucking houses yeah exactly and and what a lot of people are not talking about and I think this should be talked about a lot more when it comes to like touring artists the the cost of repairs on vans because it's so hard to get certain things right now and the weight of yeah. Absorbing amount of time. So it, it's making it's a lot of I mean, it's a testament to the DIY nature of it all. Like, yeah. it's still happening in spite of those challenges. And, we're, and every band from all different levels are feeling it. It's not like it's one oh, level. It's literally different. Something happened to the cost of goods or something? <laughs> I don't know. I was not made aware of. <laughs> no, no, no. So, no, 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 no. Um, there was I a thing called the pandemic. Well, I was in the deep slumber. Uh, from February of 2020 until just last week. And so I'm finding all of this very, very interesting. You, you guys know about the Jared Leto story, right? That he was in a silent retreat. Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't know. For like the first three yeah, exactly. weeks of He didn't know. So he came out, like all Zeddy and you know, Jared Leto, and all of his, his people had to tell him this. Like, hey, there's a, a worldwide pandemic. Everything shut down. And he thought they were fucking with it. As you would. Yeah, as you would. Exactly. That sounds like the most Los Angeles thing. Oh, the yeah. No. Coming from Los Angeles. That's oh, the most Los Angeles thing I've ever I mean, they took Big Brother for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I love to think that there's still, there's got to be one guy. Oh, there. there's some people that There's some know. people that don't know about COVID. Somewhere. I wish I, I, wish I never knew Chris Cornell died. You could have just never told me. I would have thought he was just taking it easy. So <laughs> I would, I'd rather not know. That's funny you said. I'd rather not know. If I, I, if I can't do anything about it. I was. I didn't see Chris Cornell doing anything from like two thousand six to like you know two thousand eleven when Soundgarden got back together or whatever. Could have just stayed like that. Yeah. Be like, oh, you know, he's just with his family and being cool. The saddest I, thing. I wish I didn't know. Same thing with Coke. I was going to say me. I was at a meeting with a, a manager that managed Soundgarden. And then Chris Cornell died, so he took over the Chris Cornell estate, and he's, he's still managed to this day. And I just asked him, I was like, how is that? Is it just a bummer? He's like, it's just tragically sad every day. The constant bummer. The constant bummer. Chris was like the, the best guy ever. So wake up thinking about that every day. Yeah. It's going to be a rough go. No, he's like, he managed the estate. Yeah, I just pretend like it's not. So, you know, there's all these arguments between the, the ex-wife and the last wife and like Soundgarden themselves, hate said wife. It's a whole thing. It's just a, a nightmare. And that's what he's doing. And that's one that's of his, his clients. That's his gig. The estate. Um, Felicity, this is your first time at now. Yes. What, what are the first impressions we were kind of talking about it earlier. Like, do you recommend everyone goes at least once? Uh, I do, actually. Um, I think one of the things I think I'm, I'm getting out of this, especially with developing bands, which is mainly what I, who I manage now, or bands that are going to break in the next yeah. few years. Like, it's so key to getting like endorsements, partnerships, getting them in with other brands. Like we were yep. walking around earlier, you know, and like what this is for. I'm a manager. I don't play instruments. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't. Yeah. I, I'm not. I can't. That's not my role. Yeah, yeah. That stuff. You Me know, neither. but I definitely yeah. can appreciate their need for different things. And so there's all these different brands here, and you know, I'm like, there's all these guitar companies. Why has like, why do like none of the artists I necessarily I work with mention? 
in some of these brands, like some of yeah. these brands, like uh, you know, you just, you just, yeah, ESP, for yeah. example. You know, but I'm walking around, I'm listening to other people talk, and this one guy was, we were t looking at these guitars, like, was it ESP? It was ESP, yeah. ESP, and this guy was like, yeah, I like this them better than Gibson now. Right. You know, so right. it's like wonderful well, neck profile. Yeah. yeah, all because of that, and so I'm picking there's up. There's even smaller companies than ESP. I mean, right. Like, much, much smaller. Who are just making incredible mm -hmm. products now? You know what I mean? And so it's like you don't see some of the bigger guys here this year apparently right yeah so, like i don't like, think fender has a booth this year they have like an audio booth i think only well i mean two nams ago they had a room right it wasn't a booth right. like like it was yamaha. A whole show. Yeah, yeah exactly and yamaha's massive you right? Steph, you saw the martin guitar thing yeah. times that by five yeah. that was offended like yeah, okay. multiple levels yeah. you know, they, they may have realized that people have heard of, about the stratocaster and the telecaster That's by right. now Wait, what is that again? Taking that, taking that little up, this new guitar? That fluffy yeah. upstart on the road may not be necessary. Well, right. I, I think that building, <laughs> like you know, with like Haram, for example, Haram sticks. Josh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rivals has just signed up. I have my paws on. They're great. Today, yeah, it was great. Like with them, you know, I'm like oh, they're endorsed they're like a, Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. signed deals today. Yeah, they that. Yeah, that's Nuts. Cool. But like that type of stuff can happen on the show floor where like as a manager you're 100%. emailing people blindly every day face to face with this face to face for ten minutes. Hey, you yeah. know, follow that up with an email, you never know where that's gonna go. Um, and I also think like growing with these younger brands or these like they're not even young brands, just like smaller brands that maybe aren't like a fender, but growing with like getting your artists in the door with these other brands and growing with them, you know? Like, yeah, it's just it's easier. way more exciting yeah, and way, yeah. way easier. Now we but were talking to like Joey Sturgis about how one of the things I love about NAMM, like people love this shit on NAMM all the time. Like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, you have to go. I don't know what that is. I try to refrain from that, that, that negative vibe. It's very pretentious. It's very fucking pretentious. And I, for me, I love this convention because it's one of the few times that you feel like you're, you're a part of an actual industry. Other peers and, and like colleagues, you feel that way. And it's so rare that you feel that way in music. Yeah. Everyone's doing their own yeah, it's thing. It's all these little groups yeah. that are kind of separated, I and maybe they expand own. a little bit. That's right. The actual idea that you're going to like have access to exactly. When does that happen? Unfortunately, Nam is just so big and scaled that it's tough to get like real quality time with people. That's so true. Um, which is why we try to lean on like the people we know. Yeah. That's our Nam experience. Yeah. As much as I'm trying to get outside of that and network. The reality is you just kind of stay within your own friend group and, uh, and expand from there. I will say, so we went to a thing called the Artist Relations Endorse Expo. Longest name. What's the acronym for that? HIT. <laughs> um, Atlantic Records hosts it at the Atlantic Studios in, in LA. And so it's at their recording studio with like maybe six tracking rooms. And there's probably 10 brands at the most under 100 people, so it's invite only. That's nice. And so you go, you walk into a, like a, a tracking room, recording uh, studio, and it's one brand, and just like two guys from the brand, there's only like 10 people in the room. And so you, you get one-on-one -on -one time, they want to talk to you, because they know that you were invited here by someone. And that was like, Really fucking cool. Really That's lucrative. So cool. Yeah. I did something like that for Apex Drums where I was a part of their artist uh, relations department where we did some quality control for some of their high-end stuff and it had to do with the new Tom Nouns. Like, oh, I was cool. sitting there in yeah. a very, very small room. We took over a place called Center Stage, which is in LA, a great rehearsal studio. We had all of their new products in there. Like, uh, 
Almost leering. It's gone to leering status. I was going to say something before you brought it up. Um, he, he dug into how much it costs to get a booth here. Yeah. And it's way, way higher than I thought it was. Now you know why you know, some of these brands like Zildjian yeah. are DW drums. They are killing in like the top level drum community, but they're not here they're because not here. it's just it's an expensive thing to have. It's prohibited. Yeah, they, and there's no benefit for them, I don't think. People not, have not heard. Yeah. People have heard. They've heard. Yeah. yeah. Their benefit is having a TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. let's, let's be honest. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah, that's probably a better social platform. Yes, exactly. Because that's I, what's going to drive I think themselves. something that's cool that I've like also picked up by being here too is like we're talking about like brands that are just really big, and that's kind of why they're not here. Obviously, they're well known here, but it's like he asked Josh asked, you know, what do you want to see here? And I was like, obviously partnerships, but like new tech, like yeah. what new tech is coming out? Like we live in a There's very like wacky stuff out wild here. Stuff. You're only going to find only a new company generally yes. is going to do something new and innovative. They have to, right? Because they that's can't right. just keep making. The Another thing we've all thing. used yeah. right. forever. Right. So, statistically speaking, any any advancement. Not that big companies don't do advancements, but no, I smaller companies are really incentivized yeah. to do something different. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. You see I mean, that in the broad like, like some office. of these companies. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. If you're doing like recall, DAW-based recall or something, it's like, well, you know, like big companies haven't done that. Small companies have. Yes. And so that's, you know, and sometimes the big companies go, oh, we're going to hop on the train. And sometimes they just kind of leave the market. They just think, don't worry about it. And then until it's too late. Well, yeah. this so reminds small me. Small companies become big companies. Stephen, you're out of the four of us sitting here. You're the one that's a, a proper recording producer. I'm the gearman. What, what, what do you want anyway? Like, what's the most beneficial thing for you? If I don't leave here with a Babinga snare drum free of charge, this will be an abject failure. I, I should have told you this before. I just, I just, it, it can't be maple. It can't be birch. It has to be Babinga. I don't care what brand. I just need exotic wood yeah. snare drum. For people that don't know, that's a $1,000 snare drum. And if it's six and a half inches or deeper is fine. This is high expectation. But I, if I, no. Um, Tomo makes great ones. They do. They do. No, I'm No, sorry. What Oh, just like what as a producer, because you're the only one that yeah, yeah. has a case used for the gear. Yeah. Other than Josh, who plays drums, they're you know I manage producers, Felicity manages artists. Yeah. And we have a different sort of role here. Reason, yeah. yeah. Like as a user of the um, I I like talking to the companies. I mean, I, um, I I get very nerdy about the stuff that I use, and I do feel like, in my experience, talking to actually talking to companies or their customer service or their tech people. You know, you ask them questions that nobody's ever asked them. Yeah. Like we had a, right. you know, like we had a Burl event at the studio like 12 years ago or something, and I, I remember explaining to the guy from Burl, I was like, well, you, you know, like you should make a monitor controller, and I had a dangerous monitor controller. And he's like, why would anyone need that? And I was like, because not all studios have consoles. In fact, most of them don't. And he was like, really? And I was like, oh shit. Okay, so like. 
Right. They You're don't, used to a different These companies scope. don't yeah. act. I mean, again, they're the ones providing the products. They're the ones making all the stuff we all use. It's fantastic. But they're not the ones wishing that the button did something or that if you just right. tweaked right. the thing, my life would be that much easier. I mean, I've literally had to call companies and just go like, this, this has a six-second delay on it. That is too short. Can you make it longer? And some, they will do it once they realize. They're like, oh, like if you're frustrated and you're reaching out, that means that there's hundreds of people frustrated that aren't reaching out. And like I've literally had companies just implement updates on products just based on me calling and going like, I don't like this. Can you just reprogram it? And so like no one will ever know that like I'm the reason that their product works better than in the one that I got, and I have to send mine in in order to get it like updated. So I like talking to companies about that stuff because like they don't even and they don't know they, Is that they more can't know they don't make records you can't very few companies can actually like make records yeah. and then you know they they know what people want in general but do they really know all of the areas to exploit to like make the perfect piece of gear that's what they're trying to do generally I mean, yeah. that should be the goal they're trying to corner the whole market yeah. and there's certain things that some of these companies can do. They just did X, Y, and Z all correctly. They would actually do that, but maybe they just don't know what the market needs. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, there's a small level of disconnect. Yeah. There has to be. I mean, yeah. there there has to be, and there's people. You know, it happens with everything. You can't know everything. It's like the fact that you are specialized in one thing means there's other things other people are specialized in. Mm-hmm. So I can't make equipment. I can't repair equipment. I don't understand components. I don't know any of this. But I know sound. I know workflow. I know the job. Yeah. The actual case they make the things. Yeah. I use the things, and it's not like there's no one there who makes records, and it's not like they're not putting it through our needs. Like I get that, but we're talking like everybody misses something. And sometimes they do it on purpose. It's price point. It's yeah. staggering tiers of products, and like some of that you got to understand. But sometimes you're like, this product is like, yeah. I've hit up companies on the internet at times that have just been like started threads where I'm like, why doesn't this company just make this product? Like. They have all of the things to do it. They make everything right around it. And there's this whole market segment. And if they made it, I'd buy it. It's that simple. And then a lot of times, they end up doing it. And I can't always say for sure if it's because of me. But sometimes it has been. Or, you know, because of the uh, the amount of interest. They see a thread on, you know, on the internet about, like, well, people are clamoring for this thing. And it's yeah. like, to me, it's common sense. Like, monitor controllers. There's, like, three big ones. Why are there and now? There's people that make, but the three big, you know, right. you know yeah. the crane song, the grace, and the dangerous, or whatever. It's like, if, you, if that's any of these companies can make that, and they aren't, maybe they should. And the Burl guy ended up making one. I mean, he ended up making one within a couple of years of the time when he was there. Well, and you realize some, these companies are smaller than you think. Yeah, they don't have the resources to do it. They have to prioritize. So if the thing that you're saying isn't going to help them make any money, then. Obviously, that's what I like it, about this I'm like, place. This would you you're would, meeting you the would guy. clean yeah. up. You already yeah. have all the tech. All yeah. you have to do is arrange the parts in a different way. You've already made this product. It's just rip apart three of your products, put them together, and then just break it in and make my life easier. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's all about. It's all the gears for. Like no matter what anybody tells you, if you're like, oh, bling, I was like, all it is is to make you do your job better. Yeah, it's all anyone wants. They want to go home earlier. They want to get a better result quicker. They don't want to be sitting there wondering why they can't get it to sound right. They just want gear that makes everything go and that's what the companies need to be making if they do people will buy it they just yeah. they might not even know why they like it but they will if you build it they if you build come. it it's, it's really if you build it they will come yeah. you were saying something though yeah 
Oh, I was just gonna say like my one like my one experience like I second that like that's so important. Um, Little Monarch, who's another Case Talmans and another art, uh, client of mine, um, she partnered with Rolly, right? So when Rolly came out with like their Seaboard too, like she was giving like ideas and she was giving like like sound packs and yeah. kind of like you know help like helping that whole product you know that product along and so like it is so key you know they definitely made some changes and did some stuff you know specifically because she's like it would be so much easier if you do the X. Well, I was thinking about it too. Like Nam, it's so old school. Like you're, you're you can only do so much on Zoom. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like. That's part of room. like you moving to yeah. to LA stuff. Because you got to be in the room. You got to be in the yeah. room. Like, well, we, it's you the internet, so you don't got to live there. You're like, it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not the same thing. And it's so it's like it's so important going back to like what I was saying about like developing artists. It's just like, really important to, for them to have brands that support them and yeah. for them to use in those endorsements. And it's like every artist that you get that comes in the door that you're working that's developing is like, we want endorsements. And it's like well, those aren't like super easy to get all no. the time. No. It takes a lot of work. If you meet like, in person, you're a lot, like, person, more, yeah. lot more likely yeah. to get one. I mean, I literally right. was like, you know, thank you all again, James, for like getting us Hell into yeah. and Jay for yeah. getting who's not here. It's really, it's really more Jay. <laughs> more Jay than anybody yeah. for getting us in. It's always um, more Jay. It's always more. No always, one's more Jay than always. Jay. <laughs> um, but, you know, people were like, oh, man, that's like an interesting thing that you're going to, you know, kind of yeah. like in a weird way. Um, but I was like, yeah, like I'm, my goal is to get these guys endorsed. Yeah, it's, and, it's working. And to make 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 yeah. contact, you know, with people, and actually be able to walk away and email someone, not cold. That's the goal. Well, yeah. If, <laughs> if, if a listener could take anything away from this little mini nanosode, I would I would argue to to really try to do these things in person. Yeah. Get get out of your your like horse blinder. All I do is stay in it. There's that many of these a year where you're going to worry no. about it clogging up your schedule. Exactly. There's this and like AES, which is even dorkier than NAM and small. Yeah. So there's like not that many. Sure. You can do it. Yeah. You can do Once it. Once a year. I think you can figure it out. I would also like to add to that is like, you know, people like to gatekeep NAM. Yeah. If you're, and this is to every musician, artist, even someone who's a content creator, because there's a lot of content creating stuff here as well. So yeah. Any podcasting. Any podcasting oh, totally. YouTubers, anything. 100%. Uh, anything in the audiovisual world, say that. If you can try to find a way to get out here, even if it's just once, yep. do it. Just do it once. It shows you a, a behind the veil of the industry that we all really do love. Yes. And how there's a lot of, like, that like me as a performer and a musician from the front don't necessarily I'm still learning from the back end coming up like you guys were talking about a, a lighting company yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like to your point you're the artist up front we're all I mean it's a cheesy thing to say but it is true we're all here because of the artists yes like yeah. every one of us yeah. Or at the end of the day, it's because people decided. To no, if no one made music, yeah, that's right. None of this, none goes. Of yeah, this yeah. no one would make a company yeah. for microphones. No one would manage. No one would produce. It would, it's all for nothing. Um, so yeah, I agree. From like going from the top down as an artist, even like because you're a performer and a creator, but you're also a drummer. Yeah. And you use the tech, and you need that tech. Like, and just a lover of music. And just a lover of music. Like it's just. It's interesting. I, I, man. Yes, and it's pretty cool to see how many new companies every year make it to me, and they're doing their thing. Other brands, you know, there's that, that Canadian one that we were talking to earlier, uh, brand new, this is their first year at NAMM, and they literally use, uh, they make little MIDI controllers, but they, one of their controllers is they use lights, so it's like a theremin. Oh, okay. You take out the rod and you use light 
it's a uh, oh, wow. hand to make to trigger either beats or other light controller situations. Fun. That's right. There's a case used for that for someone. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining this little episode. We yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. This was great. We're gonna go nam it up. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>